Hi, welcome to the New Covenant Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast, a congregation of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, the OPC, in the San Francisco Bay Area. What does the Bible say about the regular principle of worship? This is part two, looking at this particular question. If you remember in part one, I gave a definition of what the regular principle of worship is and showed from a number of passages, particularly the second commandment from Deuteronomy 12 and Colossians 2, that the Bible does in fact teach the regular principle of worship. Now, the reason why this is so important, the reason why we want to say that we must do the things which God has commanded us and we're not to do anything else is because ultimately worship is about pleasing God. Worship is about giving to God Uh, the worship that he himself has told us he finds acceptable and pleasing to him. If you love God, if you desire to please him, then it would only make sense that when you come to worship, you would not come to worship so much for yourself to see what would make you feel good. This is really usually the criteria that's used with regard to uh, bringing in ideas that come from man, but rather you would seek to do the things that are pleasing to God. You would seek God's face, not simply uh, what you think uh, is something that is pleasing to you. And if you are going to try to please God in worship, then it follows that you must seek to do the things that he himself has said, that he himself has commanded to be done, that he himself has said are the things that are pleasing to him. This is just like if you were on a date, if you're married, um, so let's say I were to take my wife out on a date, If I were to take her on a date and only do the things that I wanted to do, this would not be a good way of showing her that I love her. But if I do the things that I know that she would like to do, then then it is actually a show of love. And the same is true with worship. In worship, we are to do the things that God has told us that are things that pleases him in worship. And therefore, we are to obey his commandments and not to go beyond them with regard to worship. Now, at this point, there are a number of objections that usually come. These are things like, uh, you know, you say that the Bible needs to regulate all of our worship. Uh, However, there are some things that the Bible clearly doesn't address. You know, someone could say, I know you've uh, addressed the ways in which there's only things that come from God. There's only things that come from man. But there are some things that seem like they have to come from man. For instance, the time of day for the worship service or uh, different circumstances uh, regarding where we meet, um, some, you know, some other things that, that may need to come up in terms of the planning of uh, how the meeting is going to be conducted, uh, perhaps uh, seating arrangements or um, you know decorations within the church or um, uh, other details with regard to instrumentation, uh, that sort of thing. All these questions um, seem like there are things that are not really directly stated in the scriptures, and yet some of them at least are things that must be considered when we worship. And so how is it that we can say that the Bible is to regulate all of worship when it clearly does not, at least in some of these areas? That's the way the objection goes. Now, in answering this, it's important for us to make a few distinctions, and these have typically been made in Reformed doctrine with regard to worship. And that is to distinguish between uh, three different terms, and those are elements, form, and circumstance. So there are elements of worship. There is form. There's a particular form that the elements take, And then thirdly, there are circumstances of worship. So with regard to the first, elements of worship, these are the things which the Bible has commanded us to do in worship. And the doing of these things is in fact worship. So for instance, uh, singing, we must sing because the Bible says we must sing 
Ephesians 5, Colossians 3. Think of the public reading of Scripture, 1 Timothy 4. Uh, the preaching of the Word, 2 Timothy 4. Uh, the, 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 the administration of the Lord's Supper, 1 Corinthians 11. And so on, we, we could go. You know, prayer, 1 Timothy 2. These are the things which the Bible has commanded that we do. And it is the doing of these things that is, in fact, worship. When we pray, we are worshiping God. When we read the scriptures publicly, we are worshiping God. When we sing to God, we are worshiping him. And so these are what the elements are. And with regard to the regular principle of worship, it is the elements that uh, must be found in the scriptures. If there is going to be an action that is taken, we're going to say this is worshiping God and doing the action then that is the thing that must be found in the scriptures. So so anything that's any element that's not commanded in the scriptures is forbidden with regard to the regular principles of worship. Now, the second term that we're going to look at is actually the last one that I said, which is circumstances. And this is really how we distinguish between those things that uh, are in, in one way or another indifferent. The thing that would distinguish an element from a circumstance is that a circumstance, the doing of that thing or the, the setting of that circumstance uh, is not it does not in itself constitute worship uh, it is rather something that must be done some decision must be made with regard to it in order to facilitate the worship and a circumstance then is biblical and not a violation of the regular principle insofar as it does not violate the 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 uh, principles of the scriptures and insofar as it facilitates the doing of the elements and so there needs to be a decision made about what time of the day we worship on the Lord's Day. That, that decision has to be made. And so there are a number of circumstances, that a number of factors that may need to be brought into consideration about what would be the best time. And these may differ for a different church, depending on a number of, of factors. Uh, but the thing that would make it biblical is that it is the circumstances set in ways that facilitate the doing of the elements in worship. And therefore, um, you know, one church may decide to meet at 9, another church at 10, another church at 11. And none of these are inherently wrong or right. They may be all right or maybe in some ways they may not be the wisest thing to do. Uh, but it depends on the, on the particular circumstances of that, of that church. And so this is the, is the principle. Now, uh, if uh, the elders were to meet and they were to say, we're, we're going to worship on Saturday and we're not going to worship on Sunday. We're going to have the Saturday service take the place of the Sunday service. Well, this would be unbiblical because there, the circumstance, the, 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 the meeting time and place for worship is contrary to the commandments of Scripture. It's contrary to the principles uh, of the Word because the Bible teaches that we are to worship the Lord uh, on the Lord's Day. And so the circumstances, as they're set, must be consistent with the Scriptures, and they must be done to facilitate uh, the doing of the elements. And this is how we can determine whether or not uh, instrumentation is right or wrong. Instrumentation is not wrong. In worship, it can be uh, useful and good. Um, there are lots of examples in the Bible of instrumentation being used in worship. However, the purpose of the instruments, if it's going to remain a circumstance, is to facilitate the actual element, which is the singing uh, to God. The element is the singing of the congregation. That's the thing that's in focus. And if there is going to be instrumentation in the worship, it's not wrong to do that, but it must serve only as a circumstance. And so this is one of the ways in which the modern worship movement in, in various ways gets it wrong is because often it is the performance of, uh, of musicians that is, takes such a prominent place that it appears that even just the, the, the instrumentation itself becomes an element in worship. But insofar as the focus is on the congregation singing, then 
uh, and, and that everything is being done to facilitate this, um, then it is not a violation of the regulative principle of worship. So that's elements and circumstances. Now, the last term is form. The idea here is that the form that the elements take must be based on the Bible. It must have Bible content uh, insofar as is appropriate for each element. So, for instance, uh, when we read the when we have public reading in in uh, the worship service, the content must be the Bible. When the Word of God is preached, it must be based on the Bible. It must be an explanation, an exhortation based on passages that come from the Bible. When we sing, it must be consistent with the Bible. When we pray, it must be consistent with the Bible, and it must be based on uh, the Bible uh, itself. And so these are the, the ways in which uh, the form uh, is uh, tells us something about the way in which we are to worship. It fills out the content, so to speak, uh, of the elements. And basically, the idea is that it must be biblical. It must be biblical. The Bible is read, the Bible is prayed, the Bible is sung, the Bible is preached, and the Bible is visibly represented uh, in the sacraments. And all these things, the Bible uh, is to be the content. And that's what we're speaking about with form. And so these are the, the different ways in which the Word of God regulates worship. With regard to elements, we can only do in worship the things which God has commanded. There are other circumstances that we may need to make decisions on, and these need to be consistent with the scriptures and facilitate the doing of the elements. And then the form must be biblical. It must be biblical content uh, throughout. And so this, these are the, uh, th this is what the Bible teaches about uh, the regular principle of worship. And again, the importance is, is that we are to worship God. We are to seek in his word how God desires to be worshipped, that we might show our love to him by worshipping him in the way in which he approves. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit our website at newcovenantopc.com. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. May God enlighten the eyes of your heart that through the preached word, your eyes may be opened to behold the glory of Christ more and more.